Tim, takeaway times. Take us away with your takeaways. All right. Well, we started off with the question of what's not working in the data world. And uh, you actually started off on a very positive note, which we appreciate. And you said, hey, if you look at the, the last 20 plus years of success stories, there is a lot of positive to see. You know, uh, you said that, uh, you know, if you look at the telecommunications space, all the, you know, the, the data driven uh, sort of ability to, to make these networks work at scale and manufacturing what we've accomplished there. There's also these really compelling AI stories. You mentioned Morgan Stanley, for example, with Next Best, Best Action and uh, these data quality, uh, you know, success stories at places like Chevron, et cetera. Although the data quality success stories aren't, aren't quite as plentiful as, as you might hope. Uh, but you did mention that they're out there. Uh, however, you know, given that success, progress has been expensive. A lot of money has been flowing out the door. It's been slow. It's been painful. And it's been uncertain. Um, we haven't notably affected the failure rate of data science and data projects in general, which continues to be in the 80 to 90 percent range, depending on sort of what studies you look like and look at. And that hasn't notably changed, uh, despite the fact we have all this exciting new technology. Right. We have modern data warehouses. We have streaming technology. We have blockchain. We have AI advances. So there's this paradox, as you noted, of all this technological advancement and yet very little, if any, productivity improvement. And right. I even pushed on that productivity a little bit. And you noted, like, if you look at, you know, the economist and these sort of macroeconomic studies, you can see that, you know, even though maybe on a day-to-day -day basis, we feel like we have these magic moments, on the whole, in the aggregate, productivity has not notably changed. Um, and that's a problem. Uh, and it really ties back to uh, the fact that, uh, as you mentioned multiple times today, you know, people and process and data quality uh, all need to come together and need to work well if you want to then be able to take advantage of a lot of these more advanced technologies. Uh, and I know we'll, we'll have a few more takeaways on that in a moment. Um, uh, you mentioned that uh, it is absurd that today people have to talk about business value. It's the, the 2020s, for God's sake. And uh, and somehow right. that uh, we have to remind people of this. And e either it's a problem that we have to remind them of it or it's a problem that uh, that, that, that we're here in the first place. So, um, And when you really zoomed into what needs to change, uh, you really especially zoomed into data quality. I think that was one of the biggest things that you emphasized today. Uh, and uh, I think you had a really good sort of uh, analogy or example when you said if you put all your issues into that bucket related to data quality now imagine all those issues went away come back a year later and all those issues are going to be back again because you didn't solve the root problem and so if you really want to address data quality in a, in a real way you have to solve the root cause and you really have to talk to people you got to work with people understand them understand the business and really think about data customers and data creators those are the two personas or those two kind of roles in the organization uh, and a ton of people are actually in the business. They are the ones who are creating the data. They are not supported. They're not trained. 95% of the people are doing data management are in those roles that are untrained. Uh, and that's a huge problem. And Juan, I'll pass it over to you. Well, we were talking about, hey, is, is bad thing, bad data, is that actually a thing or not? You're like, yes, there is. Like, if I give you the wrong address and I can't ship anything to it because it doesn't even exist, that's bad data. We are discussing, like, this sort of spectrum of data issues, right? You can have uh, 100, 100 issues, 80, 80 of them, 80% can probably be the easy things to go solve, right? And where easy means there's a clear right or wrong. And maybe that 20% will have those uh, deep, uh, ontological, philosophical issues, but those are the ones that are costly, right? Um, 
So another thing is that folks are often, we, when we talk about data quality, they're so narrow routed. So it's not just about accuracy, but also think about the relevance around things. And yeah. it goes back to like, if it's right or wrong, or there is a, that's a test to solve, it's an easy thing. And if you, if you don't know if it's right or wrong, then it's that complicated, then that means you need the context and that's, you need the relevance. You go talk to people around that. So people, pe people, people, people is a big uh, theme here. Most people aren't data scientists, right? They're the people who go just run the store. So I think that first observation you had part of your book is that uh, the vast majority of data management is being done by people without data in their titles. They work in marketing, the ops and finance, right? And they're doing the work of confirming the data. They're untrained, they're unsupported. They're just trying to get their job done. Right. And the second observation is that the data scientists, right, of the whole data teams, they don't properly understand the business, you know, the business problems they're working on unless they understand what is going on with the regular people involved in those decisions. Like this is the, the miscommunication that we have. So we need to bring in the regular people. And I think we both share this sentiment that data literacy is a term that needs to go because it's, they're not they're not illiterate, right? Uh, they're uninformed. Um, so we, we want you to become a better data customer and a data creator because everybody is a data customer and everybody's a data creator. Um, and uh, I think we're talking, if it's not data literacy training workshops, right, then it's about uh, how to improve the quality, how to understand your decisions, what are your business processes, those are the types of workshops that we should be having. Um, you know, and so who, who does this work? You're talking about, in your examples, a customer like a bank, they had over 100 ambassadors. It's part, it's a part time of their role, right? You get world class training around this. It goes, it's part of the CDO office to put those training where you have all this face to face. You end up working with the HR, right, to figure out how to go scale this because they have a bigger budget. Um, so running the business is harder than the data scientists and the analysts give credit, right? Running the store is hard and it's critical. And this is why you need to go learn around that, be it that business uh, literacy we're arguing. So, and I think the closing, the, the sentence here that summarizes everything is most data management is done by regular people without training and without support. Right, and, and it just put a capstone on it. And it may not stand. It, it is time for that to go away. How did we do anything we missed on takeaways? No, I think we did really, really great. I mean, I, I mean, and we'll add, you know, one other thing. We didn't really talk much about leadership and we didn't talk about courage. Right. But, you know, these changes, I mean, it, the, the people who've done these things before, their leadership was involved. Right. They, you know, and they were leaders themselves and they were working with leadership, you know, across the the, the organization that they were dealing with. And the last thing is, is any change, I don't care how small it is, requires courage, right? So breaking out, right? Breaking out from doing this to doing that is, um, you know, it is, it is an act of courage. I think that's really important to note that because I think it's, it's easy sometimes, uh, especially when we talk about data quality, get really obsessed with some of the minutia, some of the detail. Sometimes you got to remember leadership, courage, change requires leadership, and uh, and that's that's a necessary ingredient. So, so, so to wrap us up quickly here, um, advice: who should invite next, and what resources do you follow? Um, well, so I'll answer those in reverse order. Look, I read everything, right? I mean, I cast a wide net, right? So you know, like things from in the business world, from you know Michael Porter and Peter Drucker. And, and it's like, you know, so why does a data guy know about productivity, right? So, you know, some economics in there. I, I, I study, but not view myself as expert in change management, right? I, um, and, and, and by the way, I mean, I, look, I, I am a voracious reader 
And I learn, I try to learn things and integrate them into the way I'm thinking about things. I do my best to give credit to others who have contributed to, 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 to my thinking. So read everything. Read. All right. So who should, we, who should we invite next? So, so I, look, I mean, I, I think that there's a great list of, of people who've written with me in the past couple of, couple of years. But if you really want to focus on catalog, Right then, then um, I, I had a little study group consisting of uh, Dave Hay, John Zachman, and Luanga Young. Okay, and and you know as I mentioned John and John's framework, and you looked it up and said, "Gee, this would be a great thing, great great thing to learn." Another guy I work a lot with is is Tom Davenport, um, the chief data officer at Gulf Bank would be a you know a, a great person to have. Right, some people in the data management community, like you know, like like John Ladley, are sort of like struggling. At the, how do we make this stuff, you know, more relevant and and better? So yeah, I mean, that's more candidates. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, yeah, love that. I'm excited. I chatted with Tom Davenport, so having him soon. Yeah. So finally, to wrap us up, take us away with your advice. Yeah, you know, my my advice is is you know, like have courage. I mean, go after this, right? You know, we're, we're, we're at the equivalent of day one in the data space. And it's easy to think you're behind because you don't know technology. You don't know this. You don't know that. But I don't care who you are. Right. You can make a mark within your team, within your division, within your company. And you can do it now. Right. And and, you know, it's it's a knowledge about data. Well, you know, that's in short supply. But what's in even shorter supply is courage. And so have a you know, have the courage to get yourself out. And, and with that, I love this courage. And I'm going to just, uh, a last question that came up here was, uh, I need business literacy class. Where can I learn or unlearn? I'm like, you know what? I think Anna, Anna says this is an opportunity to be, to be courageous and just go meet the people in your business and the, the people who are running the store and just ask them, hey, how do you run your business? How do you run that store? I think that's the way to, to start. Just you, you, all these people are around you to start up the courage and go yeah, I mean, let me build on that. Go read your annual report. Okay, there's a lot of stuff right there. there. Yeah, if a public company, go read the animal report and everything. Right, right. I mean, even private companies have some yeah. report like that. So you don't have to bother anybody to, you know, to do that. And with that, Tom, this is a great way. Cheers. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you. We're going and we're cheers, off. Tom. Have our honest no BS data dinner. Cheers, everybody. Thank you.